and a mouse keep running, running, and 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 running, running, Everybody and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast episode 312 and I am Jim I'm your host and you'll probably just hear me tonight because we ended up recording a couple books for our Patreon only spotlight me and Clay and Brandone and what is left is things that I'm going to go through that neither Brandon or Clay are reading But we'll get to that in a second because I'm going to continue trying to expand the podcast. Now, it's not going to be very clear, the expansion tonight, since we are going to just be talking about two books. But what I'm going to be doing, and if you have paid attention to what we have on the feed here, what we don't have on the feed here, what not, uh, there are no X-Men shows anymore. I had been dropping a bunch of the X-Men books, and it kind of felt silly to me if i'm not reading and reviewing all of the books that come out from the x-men line it just doesn't feel right to continue doing an x-men show it's it's all or nothing with me but because of that i end up having some time and some space and and some courage and maybe some wherewithal i could just throw all the names and all the words in here but what i'm saying is I have some extra time, especially wanting to have three episodes a week. So with that other episode starting next week and something that will end up, it it has a time limit to it. What I want to do is have a catch-up episode and maybe a mustard and maybe a mayo, but a episode where I end up being able to come on and catch up with some of the books that we have let fall off of this main show. My main goal for this now is to have Almost 99% of the books each week on the podcast, whether it's going to be me talking about them, me with somebody else, whatever. But that means I have to catch up on some things, some things I've fallen behind, and even some things I've fallen behind with like one issue. Say something like a Captain Marvel or, you know, things like that. Even a Black Widow. I ended up not talking about the last issue and that bothers me. So what I'm going to end up doing is on a Tuesday night, having a catch-up episode and centering on that being books that come out that week. So say a book, say Captain Marvel, I think, comes out next week. Well, on the recap one, the catch-up episode, we'll do the Captain Marvel that I missed the last time. So then it also gives you a refresher of the last issue, and then we jump in. We jump in with the regular podcast with that. And I think that you know, doing this eventually will lead to a, a longer more informed and more, you know, expansive podcast with all of the books included. And with that, I will also end up by the end of the episode spelling out what issues we will be talking about the next week. Now, with all that, you should be aware, two of the books each week are on the Patreon-only spotlight. And I will tell you that this week, the badasses of the Get Fresh crew Ended up picking some, I don't know, pretty big ones like, say, Donny Cates' finale on Venom and the Heroes Reborn 7. I mean, those are as big as they get, especially this week. And so with that, though, again, 
expanding everything and making it more, in my mind, a more professional podcast, a more, you know, something that feels more complete, what we do over at the DC side of things, because we have a DC Patreon spotlight the same way. Two books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh Crew, beep boop. But over on the DC side, we end up having a badass roll call, pretty much spelling out all those awesome guys and gals that are on the Patreon that do pick the books each week and pick everything that we do. And why I like to point that out is so that they can be blamed. You can yell at them about Venom and Heroes Reborn being on the Patreon spotlight and not the regular deal. So with that, again, something that I'm going to start doing from here on out is the Badass Roll Call. And this is the Roll Call where everybody that's on the badass level of the Patreon, you blame them. Blame them for all the books on there. And we're going to go with this, starting with Josh Murray from Not A Robot Podcast. Check him out. Ted Propes. I love Punchline. I say that every week now. I don't know that I really do, but maybe. Forrest Polly, Optimus Prime, Cam, Joseph Wadsick, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Lady Abby, Red, Matches Balone, Niels Teort, David Fink, Joey Bercasco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Colby, Sue 42, to you and me, Michael G., Ken Halleck, Comic Boom Rocky, check out his YouTube channel. Cellar Dweller, Mark Jager. Mark Jager's over there holding hands with Luke Hollywood. We'll hear his name in a minute. Aldrin Stosia, Nick Adams, Bill Beer from the Bat Pod. Ruben, Ruben, who was on. And, and unfortunately, that the person who gets screwed is Ruben not having the X-Men deal, but we'll figure out something for Ruben to do as well. Carlos, Lone Wolf Marv, Luke Hollywood, Simon, uh, Luke Hollywood off with Mark Jager. Luis, Manship, Andrew Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Dalton Edom, my man Pete from NYC, Sailor Moon Mark, our man Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray, B. Murray, and Double Aaron. And that is the, the whole deal there. <laughs> that is the roll call. I almost ran out of time, which is something where, you know, that's the deal. But yeah, all of those names you heard, they are the badasses. You can blame them. You can blame them for all the things that we do each and every week, especially with that patreon spotlight but if you want to be involved even at the badass level or anything over on the patreon so you can hear those shows and those patreon spotlights go over to patreon.com slash weird science and you'll see all of that a lot of shows a lot of marvel shows stores all that sort of thing going on but with all of that that's the end of the intro like i said we'll, we'll ease into every bit of change and things like that and i do think that it'll lead to a better podcast like i said a more professional more complete show uh overall but with that we're gonna go off right now to some news now it's time for jim and the news listening to jim is what i want to do he's talking solicits very uncovers before all the meat and the cheese that's from under. And now it's up for Jim and the news. And now it's up for Jim and the news. And now All right, it is time for me and the news. We have two news items this week, uh, and they're two books 
that are announced, the two books that will be coming out. We don't quite have the solicits, the Marvel solicits yet. I'm expecting them tomorrow afternoon. But before you end up having those, you usually get a couple leaks, get people inspired, get them excited about some books that will be announced. And the first one makes total sense. It's one of those when you end up having a movie coming out or a TV show, especially a solo one, you should have a book going at that point where people could potentially, I know it doesn't always work out this way, but potentially go and watch, say, I don't know, a Miss Marvel show that's coming on Disney Plus, and then go off and read a Miss Marvel ongoing comic book series. So if you know, recently, the magnificent Miss Marvel ended up being canceled. So what is a company to do? Well, they announced that a new book's coming out. It's exactly Exactly what they do, right? And this is Kamala Khan Returns a New Miss Marvel comic book series just in time for a Disney Plus debut. And it's by author Samira Ahmed from Love, Hate, and Other Filders fame. That's what it says. I'm not uh, familiar with that. And the filters there, Love, Hate, and Other Filters, is one of those annoyance because that's the filter that seems to run rampant here at this house. Everybody's annoyed with me, including me. So that is my filter. But And Runaways artist Andres Guinelet are the creative team for Pakistani-American Kamala Khan's latest series, Miss Marvel Beyond the Limit, debuting this September. Sounds a lot like, like a WWE pay-per-view, Beyond the Limit. That'd be awesome. According to Marvel, Ahmed is known for her, quote, groundbreaking work in young adult fiction. And we'll dive deeper into, quote, Kamala's powers and the strength behind what makes her a hero. I'll give you a little spoiler alert. It's her family and friends. That's just me, though. Kamala has been an Avenger, a champion, and even the chosen one. What comes next? Well, what comes next? It seems beyond the limit. In its description of Miss Marvel Beyond the Limit, Marvel reveals that after an explosion of interdimensional proportions at her cousin's lab in Chicago, or as we like to say, Chicago. Also, the funny thing, I'm from the Philadelphia area, and I think I have read at one point that though Chicago is called the Windy City, it's not necessarily because it's the windiest city. And in fact, Philadelphia usually is windier. What it was was more of the hot air of the politicians and their blustery words, right? See, that's stuff that you learn here on this podcast. I told you we're going to expand things, make it a little more educational. But is it fundamentally cational? Isn't that what they call it? Edutainment? <laughs> Kamala Khan's powers are on the fritz. And her world is turned upside down and onto a Bollywood set. It's like a dot, 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 and onto a Bollywood set. Crazy. Uh, This really does, and especially what I'm just going to read here, where Ahmed gives a little tease of what's happening. It seems like what we're going to get. And also, just as an aside, the idea of powers on the fritz, finding out what they really mean, whatnot, really feels like the uh, recent and ongoing right now miniseries The America Chavez made in the USA It, it does sound a lot like that I don't think it's going to be You know, a, a, a ripoff of that But it does sound like it But I think that what they want maybe Is to get away from the idea And probably to match up with the TV show I don't know how they're going to play it on the TV show But I'm guessing they're going to try to Push that Terra Jimist aside let's, not, let's make some other way let's, let's make it so that it's not necessarily the Terrigen mist that caused the problems or even the, you know, the whole thing of the inhuman DNA. And what's going to be weird if they do that? Again, I'm going to read you a quote from the author. and I just get that idea. But then how do you explain 
that Kamala's dad had just gotten sick because of that DNA that did not end up, you know, being affected by the teratomycin. A lot of people getting sick from that. We'll see. And I may be wrong, but it says fans that have been there from day one will love to see how we're playing around with her powers, exploring them and maybe pushing them amid teases. I don't want to give any spoilers, but there are going to be some questions that arise about the source of her powers and what that means. And I do think they're going to try to and, and really. If they end up, and I'm a very big Kamala Khan fan, I really do like Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. I know that she ended up being one of these poster child things of the, I don't like this stuff going on, and I'm going to shake my fist at clouds and yell about it, uh, like America Chavez as well. And I don't play those games. I, I don't like playing those games. I judge a book not by its cover and not by... Any sort of other ideas I judge by what you get in the book And the character itself And I think Kamala is a great character So with all that And reading everything I've read all these series that she's had I don't know that I'd be that upset If you ended up having it You know, get away from the inhuman And the whole Terrigenist stuff That that would not upset me I just hope that whatever is done Is done in a good way So I'm excited Uh, I get another Miss Marvel book Maybe this will be something that Stork can do with me. And it's in September. He has plenty of time to get ready for that if he's listening. Uh, the next story is another you know, book coming out. It's a new series. man. This is an odd one because there's sometimes when, when you end up hearing about a book in, in anything, not just comic books, but you hear about something and right away you're like, really? I don't know about that. Yeah, Kazar fan out there is, is the one out there. I don't know if they'll listen to this podcast, that one fan. I don't know. Kazar resurrected a new Immortal Hulk evolution in new series. And and the funny thing is you end up having a writer, Zach Thompson, who is going to say, hey, we're going to do this Kazar book. And it's kind of going to be like the way that they did the Immortal Hulk. And now you just throw that in the headline here to try to drum up some things. The problem is you still have to get over the hump of it being Kazar. So we'll see what goes on. Uh, I don't know that everybody's going to say, well, Immortal Hulk is done, so I guess I'll go off to the Savage Lands and, and follow my man Kazar. So I, I just, I don't know. Kazar's bizarre death and resurrection will be explored within, with the jungle hero. Is it the jungle girl? Is it Bindi? No, it isn't. It's Kazar. Why'd you ask that? Getting all new powers and all new enemies in the upcoming limited series, Kazar, Lord of the Savage Land. It just makes me laugh just, just reading this, really. I, I hate to be mean, but seriously. When last readers saw Kazar, he was murdered by the plant-like alien Katati during 2020's Empire event, another thing that drove me nuts, then promptly revived in a soul-merging process with Shauna the She-Devil. She then went off to be in that, you know, fight for the Phoenix Force with, with old, uh, you know, Jason Aaron, thanks to the sorcerer brother Voodoo. I mean, just that, that sentence there to get people, you think that this is going to sell. You know, prove me wrong. The effects of that resurrection and more will play out in what series writer Zach Thompson calls an evolution that channels something like Immortal Hulk. <laughs> oh, my God. It really, like, seriously, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I, I just imagine somebody, oh, my God, it channels something like Immortal Hulk. I got to get a hold of that case, huh? Really? Uh, and also, I just have to mention, I, my second oldest son, I have five sons. My second oldest son is named Zach. He uses the H on that. It drives me nuts when you have the Z-A-C. Who do you think you are? Some Hollywood fancy guy like Zac Efron or something? Please, 
Thompson will be joined by artists who is a, actually a gem. I mean, I just want to point that out. Zach Efron, gem. Thompson, Zach Thompson, not not really a gem. I I, I don't know. Thompson will be joined by artist Hermon Garcia, who has drawn portions of the aforementioned Immortal Hulk. <laughs> You're really trying. Seriously, <laughs> this is the craziest deal. They'll be joined by colorist Matthias Lopez, who is coloring super, super man. This is it's super girl woman of tomorrow. I actually got these just to give a shout out. I got this from Newsarama. The shout out is after they messed that one up. It's Supergirl, not Superman, woman of tomorrow. And it's a little odd. Uh, but with all of that, again, I mean, seriously, a lot of books out there. You got your pull list and stuff to me. I, I don't know that the words, hey, please put that new Kazar book on my pull list. I, I don't see that as being possible. But, hey, some people, they like it. But pushing it as the Immortal Hulk, like, hey, just throw Immortal Hulk in there a couple of times. I, I'm surprised. Like, yeah, in the vein of, of Immortal Hulk and, and also Dottie Cates' Venom. Throw that in there, too. And then also, you know, Stan Lee. Everything. There we go. Kazar. But, yeah, that is it. For the news, I mean, I'm I'm supposed to do this whole deal, and I just hit the wrong deal. I'm supposed to do this here as a like my dreams, a an idea where you you say the news, you don't comment on. Eh, this is a new day and age, is what's happening here. But that is the news. I don't know why I hit that theme song again, but maybe that was like almost like the Oscars song that they're pulling me off the stage with a, a giant hook. That was the hook. So I'm going to go off now. I'm going to go from this news. I'm going to go off and talk a couple books. What we're going to talk about tonight is the Captain America annual, which is more involved in the whole Infinity Stones deal. And then the Miles Morales issue continuing the Clone Saga. But we'll go to that right about now. All right. We're going to start with Captain America annual number one. Written by Jerry Dugan, art by Marco Castiello, ink assist by Vincenzo Acunzo, colors by Ruth Redman, and letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. Born from the remains of an omnipotent being. My ears are burning. The six infinity stones, when gathered, grant untold power. They have wiped out half the life in the universe and resurrected it. They have threatened and saved the multiverse, and now they have been sent out to bond with individuals. No one knows why the stones bond with each bearer, nor what will happen if they are gathered. Will this well will the story you are about to read reveal another stone bearer give the clue to the cosmically mysterious intentions of the most powerful artifacts in the universe? Read on, true believer. It's almost like it's playing games here. Uh what you're gonna get is maybe a little teeny hint at possibly why Hector Batista ended up getting the time zone now what this ends up doing which i do like because you end up having a lot of the stuff leading into this infinite destinies deal is stuff that happened you have with hector and the time stone you also have the reality stone and star and in this with hector you're going to get a recap that i think people would need especially because when me and brandon ended up reading and talking about the infinity wars infinity deal also, you know, the Infinity Watch books, not a lot of people were reading those. Not a lot of people seemed very hip on it. Me and Brandon didn't mind, especially Wolverine, the Infinity Watch, the book that ended up having Hector Batista with Wolverine and Loki trying to figure things out. Yeah, they weren't really read by everybody. So you do get 
this little bit of a recap. And if you don't know, Hector was in jail because he ended up murdering a couple. He ended up robbing a store, ended up killing them, ended up shooting them. And so when I said that, are we going to get a new Infinity Stone here? No. Are we going to find out maybe what is, you know, the reason for what? Yeah, it seems that Hector, at least he thinks, and he wants to do it anyway with the Time Stone, he wants to go back in time and avert that killing. He doesn't, he said, I was high, I was a jerk, I had an itchy trigger finger. At one point he's saying this to Cap, who is going after him with Black Widow. Cap ends up saying, don't blame the gun. You know, the guns don't kill, people kill. That whole deal is what Cap's going, and you know, Cap's an old guy. He thinks things like this. Uh, But yeah, with all of that, Hector wants to go back and change. And, And really, from what's playing out here, uh, Jerry Dugan does give you that idea, that feeling that Hector wants to do it, not because, oh, if I do that, I don't go to jail. And then I no, it, it does seem like he is upset about it. And it might help that I've read, you know, that Infinity Watch and things like that and see that he isn't exactly a bad, bad guy. It's just the circumstances and, and him making some really bad decisions led to that. But he wants to change it. Well, in this, you do end up, like I said, having Cap. And Black Widow, Natasha, going after Hector, trying to track him down. And what I do like about this issue, and, and it's, not, it's not a 10 out of 10, but I like it enough. Maybe it's because I've been following the story or whatnot, but what this does, it gives you a little bit of an inkling of what Hector's about. Obviously, he wants to go back and change these murders, but it also shows, especially with a Cap and a Black Widow, how much of a pain in the butt it is to stop somebody that has an infinity stone these stones are bonding with people hector is able to use his stone pretty well by now so that you go to get him and even the idea where cap and natasha they're looking at the prison escape he ended up escaping prison and they're watching the video and the the official word is he teleported out but that's not the case what he's doing is stopping time and then walking ahead it kind of goes so it does look like teleportation on a security camera but it's but yeah, it really shows that you know two pretty capable heroes here going after this guy. They're they're struggling because he can stop time. I mean, mainly in this, he's stopping time. He'll just say stop. It's basically the Zach Morris from the Saved by the Bell timeout, and he, he ends up doing this, and he's able to escape over and over again from Cap and Black Widow. Now they are there to bring him in, Cap is well aware, Black Widow is. I mean, they're well aware of what happens with these stones. And they don't want these things out and about. They don't know anything really personal with Hector, but he was in jail. So this whole thing is we got to get this guy and bring him in. We got to figure out what's going on. Now, while that's going on, Hector on the run, he is pleading with them. Listen, I want to make things better. I want to do things better. Now with that, again, Cap and, and Black Widow, Black Widow's just there like, I'm just going to bring this guy down. Like, at one point, she just wants to kill him. Cap does seem like he wants to help Hector, but help him in a way that they can bring him in, make sure everything's safe. I mean, he is really, like, there for the stone more in my mind. But he's a good guy and says, we can help you out, we can help you out. Um, But Hector doesn't want any parts of that. So as they're going, and at first, Hector, he's got, you know, kind of a villain suit on as they go. He's got to change clothes. And you have a, a time stone, very tough to catch him, but you also show that 
Black Widow and Captain America aren't slouches. It's that Cap comes up with, yeah, I think he's going to go get clothes. We can do this. But every time they go to grab him, he just stops time. At one point, Black Widow is able to because he goes off on the motorcycle. They chase him. And she's able to flip the motorcycle that he's on. But he just right before he's going to stop. And he's able to, you know, change all these. Now, as this is going on, he also ends up playing up. The idea that he is a villain at one point they're chasing him obviously and he grabs uh, a baby out of a carriage gives it to the mom and throws the carriage up in the air as if he's going to kill a baby which does make cap especially stop to try to catch this as natasha goes there's no baby in it he says i'm not that big uh, you know a jerk off to do that but they don't know that so let's play with this it's a very quick issue it's oversized because it's an annual but it is very very quick read but one of the things that i do really like is as they're going hector starts pleading pleading with captain america and saying i know how to use this stone the time stone but i don't have enough power i don't have enough power but if i can find the rest if i can combine if i can get more power i can go back in time and I can keep those people, that couple that I shot, I can make sure that that doesn't happen now. And and with that, I think that you play out a really cool thing in this because of the idea that at a point, Black Widow starts firing at Hector. Like, boom, but she's just guns a-blazing. He says, stop, everything stop. And in almost like a, you know, a quick silver way. It's a different deal because it's time, not just speed. But it's in that way where he goes and turns the bullets around. And then when he goes, it's odd, though, because in my mind, it, you're just stopping time. You know, this isn't like a so a bullet coming at you, you spin it around. It's just going to come at you backwards. Then it's just going to keep going. But now you're going to be hit by the flat end of it. But, you know, you, you know, the concept and what they are playing at. He's even able then to steal cap shield ends up causing the explosion to get out. But, yeah, he keeps saying, I need to find the others. So that I can get more power and I can go back and save that couple. But, oh, no, you don't want him to find the others because you don't know what's going on. Plus, it is pretty well spelled out that Cap, Natasha, the government, all that. They don't know what Hector's about and they don't know why he was picked. Now, it does seem like he, at least this is playing up, he was picked to you know, go back and, and help those people. That seems, I mean, for an Infinity Stone thing, that does seem... You know, kind of a small thing in the grand scope, but Hector's pretty convinced that is why and all of that going on. But like I said, it just keeps going. But you have Hector is able to, you know, get away from him and go and trying to find the others, which right now it seems they're only aware. They they don't seem well aware of Quantum yet. We got the last deal. But they are aware of Star. Obviously, they would be aware of Star and the Reality Stone. She is out and about. This is well known. But you end up still with just three. So this ends. We don't add another stone. But we do get, which I think is well needed, a recap and a little glimpse into what Hector is all about, what Batista is all about with that. Because I, I do think that it's been a little, you know, far away from when we ended up having Infinity Watch and all that stuff. So if you're jumping on... I think that this is well served, though still, you know, overall, I like the art enough. It's just there's not too much for me because I already knew a lot of this stuff. I like seeing them want to go back and change the past with this killing. But still, that can't give me like that's not enough to 
have a whole annual. We do have a backup, which is, again, it's it's not much. It's continuing. It is Infinite Fury Part 2 by Jeb McKay with art by Juan Ferreira. I love Juan. And so when you see this, it's basically Cap, you know, meeting up with Fury to say, hey, uh, by the way, uh, Nick, we have some problems here. You know, one of those world-ending scenarios, it's starting to happen. Nick, oh, which one? You know, you even have like a whole deal. Oh, it, it's the Infinity one. It's that extension, you know, extinction level deal. But in the meantime, how about we get in the ring and pretend it's Rocky Two, Rocky Three? Like, let's go in, ding, ding. There's the bell. Let's fight. It's kind of okay. It just ends up very quick to the idea of now Nick is in, involved and they're all aware of all of these stones bonding with people trying to find out who has what and all that. So by the end, you end up. With a decent deal, Black Cat Annuals, the next one. Remember, this whole thing is going through annuals. But overall, I'm going to give it a 7.5. And I liked it enough. I don't think it's a stinker. And if you want to get into the story, I think, and you haven't read the other things, I think that you'll get more out of this than I did. All right, we'll continue on with Miles Morales, Spider-Man, number 27. It's part of uh, the uh, Clone Saga here. It's written by Salonina Med, art by Carmen Canero. Colors by David Coriel and letters by B.C.'s Corey Petit. Recently, Miles was kidnapped and experimented on by the assessor, and Miles barely escaped with his life. The mysterious foe harvested enough data to create a Miles clone, but when Spider-Man went toe-to-toe with the clone, it proved unstable and deteriorated in the bio-goo. Miles thought the clone madness was behind him until three more Spider-Man clones began committing crimes around the city. Miles was able to track down the clone's headquarters, but when he arrived, it was decked out with stolen tech, but not occupied. Miles destroyed the, t- the lab, enraged by how the clones had sullied his reputation. It was more, too, of the idea that he thought that they were making more clones. He thought that what was going on in that lab was more of clone manufacturing instead of medicines makings. Because when the clones returned and saw everything in ruins, including their cure to survive, they overpowered Miles. They hung him up. And this is the whole deal. It's being led by Salim who is the clone that looks pretty much exactly like Miles. There's nothing, you know, visibly wrong with him. He's insane, it seems. He's also very upset that the clone, you know, cure stuff was destroyed by Miles. But overall, this is the one that can and will go off and impersonate Miles and can get away with this. You also have Mind Spinner that's like the full-out spider version that ends up doing mind warps it's like a chris angel mind freaking thing here and then you have shift who is more of that bio goo type that miles fought that first clone where you find out more about these clones you find out why and how and what the assessor ended up making them with pieces of miles and then ended up raising them in a very much a black widow red room situation but with these miles morales clones and at one point, you know, Mind Spinner almost got, you know, hey, this one isn't working out, whatever, until the idea that there is some, you know, psionic ability that they could go and the assessor ended up going with that. And then you end up even I mean, shift at one point like, oh, he was a mistake. He's not working out. But then they're able to kind of harness his thing there, too. So you end up having these three clones. They're obviously away from the assessor. They're trying to do their own thing and they're trying not to die. But with the idea that Miles ended up destroying the cure and you end up having Selene basically say there's no way we're going to have time to be able to do another cure that does free them up to be really bad to the bone. 
right? Really, really bad to the bone because of the idea that they know they're going to die. So, hey, why don't we just cause the most amount of trouble and pain to Miles, the guy who, you know, we ended up being cloned from, but also ended up destroying that cure. So they go to do that and they figure out what they're going to do. Now, with that, Miles, who's hanging upside down and webbing, that Slim ended up doing is saying to them, listen, no, let me try to help you. I can help. Now, why would he do that? At one point, you had Selena Med almost making these clones sympathetic, but not really. More shift what you're going to do. Like maybe you could save shift, but in the meantime, like Salim, he's just over the top. He's he's done. Like in my mind, he's a psycho. And then you have Mind Spinner, which just freaks me out. But so you end up when Miles is tied up and he's like, hey, I can help you. I can do some things for you. Look, I'm you guys. I, I can find, I'll go to the Avengers. I'll do this. I'll do that. And you end up having shift the one clone, the bio goo clone. He start like, hmm, and he, he just kind of glorp, you know, and, but you see, Salim can understand. It's more of a Chewbacca situation of communication, like Chewbacca and Han Solo. But it's like, glorp, what do you mean? No, no, we can't trust him. Glorp, uh, I told you, you know, he doesn't care about us, like all these things, but you're pushing this thing with shift over and over that shift seems to like, well, it's worth a try. I kind of trust him. Hey, look at this. You're also playing the idea, first off, Salim, he's insane, but also the idea that he's just mean, and maybe Shift does have, you know, more of a heart, maybe more trusting, whatever. So when they decide, and Salim decides, well, what we're going to do, just to screw you, Miles, and eh, we're going to go get your mom, and then we're going to bring her back and kill her in front of you. That sounds like a lot of fun before we die, right? Well, they go up, they leave Shift to watch my, the one, you know, the one that would already said, well, maybe we should give him a chance. You know, Glorp, what? No, like that. So why would you leave him to watch <laughs> Miles? Because then Miles, he realizes, well, Salim, he has some knockoff, you know, spider web fluid. I, I can break out of this. but And then starts trying to, you know, sweet talk, shift. Or at least I, I don't know that Miles is telling the truth fully or lying, whatnot, but he's trying to get away. So he's like, listen, I, I meant it. I was going to end up trying to help you guys. And, you know, Salim said he's going off to get my mom, but also said our mom. So it's kind of your mom as well. Do you want to kill your mom? I mean, really, I should go and help our mom. Like, he's really pushing this in the way that you know that well, Shift's going to help. And he at least helps by not stopping him. And what you end up having in this issue, though, is a pretty cool Back and forth, a pretty cool back and forth with the idea that this Salim, who really does and looks exactly like Miles, the little haircut difference so you can tell, but still with the costume, the talk, whatever, it's not like a giant spider that warps your mind, uh, is going to go off and get Miles' mom. So when you do go to the scene with Miles' mom, you're not sure because you got the costume on and whatnot. You're not sure if at points, is this really Miles or is this Salim pretending? And when you go off to Miles's mom in the hospital, the play is that, you know, it, Mind Spinner, and so they've already been there. So eventually we realize, okay, this is the real Miles. He's there to try to help his mom to try to. But with that, you end up having Mind Spinner come up and try to hurt Miles again. He kind of gives him migraines. He kind of gives him the woodja woodja in the head, and it hurts and whatnot. And Miles does say to him, Listen, uh, 
Yeah, that doesn't hurt. It, it hurts, but I'm kind of used to it. That's the thing about pain. You get used to it. You, you haven't upped the ante. You seemingly were attacking me with all your power before, so you can't go higher. I'm used to the pain here, so let's go at it. With the mom actually helping as well, which is cool. She comes in and like smashes Mind Spinner on the back, and, and they're trying to stop it. Well, the thing is, after this fight, you know, the, the, you, Miles realizes that this was all a delay. Also realizes, and his mom realizes as well, that they know who he is. They, I mean, they know Miles. They're part of him. They've said it and whatnot. So they also know what to look up and whatnot, which just like in a Star Wars where Luke would be there looking at the attack on the Jawas, they, uh, home, like he runs off them like Luke to go and make sure that his dad and baby sister are okay. Now, with that, again, I said the the cool play of this is you don't know which is which. So when you end up going back to the house, it, it does feel weird because there's no way in your mind that Miles would be able to beat Salim to this. Salim had a head start, but maybe maybe he doesn't exactly know where they live and he's got to check or whatnot. But you do end up seeing Spider-Man come in. It's like, hey, Dad, it's me, Miles. I'm here. You know, there was trouble. Over there, you're not answering the phone. There was trouble at the hospital. We got that sorted out. And, one of the, and you're like, this sounds a lot like Miles, right? It sounds. Now, the biggest thing with this is it's bad enough to say I'm going to go get your mom. But really, if you are going to pull at the heartstrings of everybody reading this, it's to go get baby Billy. If you end up having Salim with Billy and Miles finds this out, this is where. You might have, I mean, not might have, you've crossed the line with Miles, especially. And what is he going to do? Is he going to be able to hold back? Is he going now with all this going on and Miles out and about? I really expect the next next issue to have a little Spider-Man in it, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. But also I want to see what what is up with Genki and what's going on with him. I hope that we get a little more of them. This is strictly a Miles. And they should be. You know, focused on Miles, obviously But I love the idea You have the family here that points out Salimad doing a really good job I told earlier, Kamala and family Big thing, and Salimad Does that as well with this Miles book That the family deal is big So you go after Billy and it all bets are off Uh, But also, I just I want to see more of the Miles extended family Yankee, even Peter, but also the Mother and father here doing this Because by the end when he takes off the mask, you see that this is Slim and not, you know, Miles. Now, with that, you see baby Billy, who kind of looks confused and whatnot. And I do think, too, even with a clone, even with that, I think that the love of a little sister and a little sister who's just, I think that she'll be able to tell. Somehow she'll just start crying because this is an evil version of her brother that she would not be into. I believe she'll start crying, which will then at least delay with the dad coming to delay it enough so that Miles can show up as well and, you know, we'll have a fight and whatnot. But when you see the next cover, pretty crazy deal. Uh, that really is the wink-wink where you do see a Miles, a Miles getting tossed off of the bridge, uh, very much a la Gwen Stacy. So we'll, we'll see how all that goes. And, of course, that's just a cover, and you don't know what that is. But, yeah, it, it's a good issue. It really is. I like the art a lot. Uh, it's very quick, but it it's to the point. 
I still think that the idea you do you don't have to have Miles, you know, really mean like I'll get you guys help. No, no, no. They're they're, they're just monstrosities. They're, they're these weird clones. I feel bad for Schiff, but Mind Spinner, please. I mean, please. And Sleem's just he's just insane. And and I say that, but he's also like insane in the way that he was, you know, tortured a bit. He was made to. Do this and and in this issue it, it it does I don't know it makes me feel bad for Salim but it is that idea Hey Miles what'd you do when you were six What were you doing in your six year birthday Because I was learning how to cut a man And what'd you do on your twelfth birthday You get some video games or some I was learning again how to cut a man And it's just like all right we get it I mean we've seen characters like this and we've seen characters like this that don't go after people's Mothers and baby sisters So please stop it Salim. You know you gotta stop But yeah overall 8.5 8.5 out of 10 I think it's something that you know If you've been reading this book obviously I think you'll still be into the story And, and not even still be into it But be into it But it is one of those things that I suggest If you do like Miles If you did you know the Spider-Verse deal And all that uh, this is a really good run. I, I actually enjoy it. I think that it, it's a fun, it's more of a subtle deal. It's not always like in your face heroics and over the top super battles and things like that. There is a lot of stuff with the family, with the friends and things that I really enjoy. And if you do as well, I think it is worth picking this up. But that is that. That is that. That's the podcast for this week. Like I said, not a lot of books out and some that I haven't been caught up with. That will start next week where we'll start getting caught up with things and expand the roster, if you will. But again, if you want to listen to uh, a bit more, you can go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where you can listen to me and Clay talk about the uh, latest Heroes uh, Reborn, number seven, and then also me and Brandon talking about Venom 200, the finale to Donnie Cates' run. So you have all of that. But also, before I go, let me tell you, you can go over to our Twitter I almost said something. I don't know what I was going to say. Our Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us and we will follow you back 100%. I think that that is something just nice to do and just a, a decent thing to do. I'm not one who's going to sit there and think I'm very special because I have 10 trillion followers and I only follow one person. That's nonsense. It really is. I, I don't like that. But also go to our website, Weird Science, MarvelComics.com. And if you want to send in an email, and I will. Read the email. We could have mail section every week. People mail in. Email us at weird science marvel comics at gmail.com. All these things will be in the show notes. So yeah, check that out and rate and review the show wherever you listen to this. That'd be awesome. And all of that jazz. But I said before that we will talk about the books that will be coming out next week, but also the things geared towards the idea of what we would be talking about because like i said we're going to expand some things and get more into a fuller podcast a podcast where we do end up talking about almost all of the books the regular books coming out and whatnot so here we go next week we end up having an amazing spider-man amazing spider-man number 69 dude and me and clay obviously will be talking about that we also have captain marvel number 29 which i will have the recap show that will have Captain Marvel number 28. We also have Fantastic Four Life Story number two, something that I think the first issue was on the Patreon spotlight. I was not that into it, but maybe this will turn it around Mark Russell. I'm not a huge fan of Mark Russell in this social commentary, but hey, that's just me. Gamma Flight number one, 
Al Ewing's book. Uh, we'll see how that is. Number one, as we always talk about, we'll also be talking about Heroes Reborn, Heroes Return, number one, eh, a big deal. Uh, I expect it's just going to be a big battle. And then Mephisto will say, screw this and leave. That's my guess. Reptile number two, which me and Stork talk number one, we'll be talking about number two as well. Silk number four, we'll talk about that. And I'll be doing Silk number three in the recap deal to catch up and get ready for that. And that'll be it also. Later on in the week, me and Matt will be talking about Star Wars Darth Vader number 13 that will continue on with the whole war of the bounty hunters. But that's what we'll be doing, and two of those will be on the Patreon spotlight. So, again, I would guess in my mind of minds, we will be talking probably on that with Gamma Flight and Heroes Return number one. But, again, that's just me. We'll see what the... Badass is to get fresh koopy poop what they pick but thanks everybody i hope you enjoyed this show uh and i hope that you enjoy the idea that we'll be talking about more books and expand some things with that so let me know and i will talk to you later